I'm joined today by Nicolas Leblanc. He is CG supervisor, modeler, and 3D generalist. Nicolas started his career with commercials and music videos until he switched over to VFX, working at MPC, Micros, Framestore, and ILM on films like The Jungle Book, Avengers Infinity War, Thor Ragnarok, Doctor Strange, Guardians of Galaxy, Men of Steel, Prometheus, and many more. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically talking all day long, like, because we are doing, like, yeah, calls with the clients, you know, via, like, Skype or something. Um, and meeting, I'm doing meeting a lot. And I'm, like, as I said, making people talk to each other to uh, solve things, to ask, to answer questions, and to define, like, way of uh, doing things. So, uh, yeah. And even when I'm doing a meeting uh, and I don't know, the answer because it's just like let's discuss that specific uh, question you have to drive drive the meeting a little bit because otherwise you will end up with like people in a room just like what yeah do, what do we do i'm your host alexander richter and you are listening to the 21 artist show a podcast that inspires creatives to make meaningful content to pursue their passions i'm talking with creators artists and engineers about their careers the lesson they have learned and how to make an impact enjoy the show this is also like a special episode since the first time my guest is in the same room as I am. So welcome, Nick. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm really pleased to be here with you and to do that together because it's also a first for me. We were just like talking about it earlier and yeah. But you can talk. I know that because <laughs> <laughs> as a supervisor, I think, I think this is yeah, like yeah. A, a basic skill. I already had like the first question. This was kind of like, how old are you and why? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm actually 40. And why am I so old? Hmm. No, that was okay. <laughs> that was the icebreaker. <laughs> no, but um, we always always start on this show basically with the first question that goes along, like, um, what's your background? To give a little bit of fu fundamentals to to the whole story. So, uh, like, the well, reason I wanted to talk to you is basically. Um, because you're a supervisor and a lead also for years now. And I like the style, how you lead. And this made, made basically the idea of this whole episode. And But before we can dive into that, I would like to, to get a little bit like the background of you. And so the question would be like, how did you end up like working the most iconic cinema movie titles, which I just, just mentioned for the last 10 years? What, what was the beginning for you? Uh, oh, once upon a time, <laughs> no, I mean, you make me feel super old now. Um, yeah, I mean, I did like a regular scholarship, like nothing special about it. And then um, after my uh, bachelor degree mm -hmm. I mean, in France, I went to like city school for two years when you learn a bit of everything. Bachelor degree in what? Bachelor degree in uh, economic, oh, okay. economic and science. And uh, and then I went to like a CG school for a couple of years when it was in 1987. So it was the beginning of pretty much CG. I mean, <laughs> not CG, but it was pretty much rudimentary at the time. And uh, so, yeah, at the time, the industry wasn't that specialized. Like you were doing a bit of everything. And um, so, yeah, I learned that. And then I jumped into, uh, uh, as you said, the um, music video commercial where you have to do a bit of everything because it's, and especially like 
in France at the time, it was always like small groups of people, two, three people doing a full music video. So you have to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. So in that way, it was a good uh, school to learn. And then I moved to uh, TV and cinema and yeah, I've always wanted to do like bigger stuff, like big blockbuster movie, like fun stuff. So um, yeah, I ended up going to London because it was the easiest way because it's like really close to France. I mean, it's two hours of Eurostar, right? And uh, yeah, I end up at MPC. And from there, I moved from one project to another and like bigger and bigger and more responsibility. And uh, yeah, finish at ILM, which was like last year. And then I moved back to France here at Dwarf and uh, I'm now like CG Soup. So that's pretty much why I'm, I'm the short from, version. Of, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the short version <laughs> of your hair career. Yeah, we had this. We had this with Carl Rosendale, where <laughs> he was like, I don't know, forty years or something, and and he's like, in ten minutes, he described his life, and I was like, this was the brief version of my life at the yeah. moment. Like, yeah, I mean, I can go into like detail, but I mean, everyone will fall asleep <laughs> very shortly. <laughs> I, I doubt that. But uh, <laughs> but, but it's um, was that like from the beginning, your 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 uh, idea of going big movies, like also when you were, for example, studying, or yeah. when 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 came the the idea of going, for example, to London to MPC and all the big I mean, companies. <clears throat> London was. Um, I mean, I wasn't aiming for London, London at the beginning. Like when I was like younger, I wanted to go to the US, mm -hmm. like, you know, the big iconic studios like ILM, San Francisco, like Digital Domain, like all that. Because, okay, when I was like even younger, I think like one of the movies that really made me want, wanting to do that, that, that job was like T2 and like the first Jurassic Park. Ages ago now? 1993? Yeah, or 1992. Mm -hmm. Some, something like that. So, uh, yeah, I always kept that in mind and said, like, that's the industry I want to go to. Like, you know, big, you know, robots, explosion, like dino, monsters, like fun stuff and uh, stuff big on screen. So, uh, yeah, I kept that uh, target. And, um, after like gathering some experience in France, I said, okay, what's what's the the best opportunity to for me to to go to this company? And um, yeah, to go to the US, it's quite hard because of the visa thing. Like it even get harder it, now. Yeah, yeah, it's even harder now. But already at the time, it was like complicated. So um, like in the end, London was an easier option, and and a lot of big VFX movie was actually like going to London more and more. And uh, when I joined MPC, which was in uh, 2011, they were already uh, working on uh, Prometheus, on uh, Clash of the Titan 2 and like big stuff like that. And uh, so, yeah, I could embrace what I've always wanted to do, which was like doing big stuff and fun stuff like spaceship robots, creature like stuff getting destroyed, you know. I think like a, a lot of people had this kind of uh, drive to London because there was the, the industry lying and it, you basically, if you want now to go to the big movies, it's still uh, Vancouver, um, London, and maybe some parts in, in Germany or wherever. 
Um, so you became then like very like last years you basically became the lead like lead modeler I, I saw on uh, ILM. That, what that was I, I started leading on, at Framestore on, oh, okay. on GeoStorm, which was in June 2014, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, because basically, like long story short, I did a little of back and forth between uh, MPC and Framestore. Like basically, I did like MPC Framestore, MPC Framestore. And <laughs> I mean, it's a normal London thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Basically, like a movie is ending, another one is starting into another company, so you're jumping from one position yeah. to another. And um, yeah, it was the second time I went to Framestore. Uh, I started on that project called uh, GeoStorm, which is like a kind of a B movie, catastrophe movie. I liked it. I was I was watching it on Netflix. I think yeah. like a month ago, and I was I was I wasn't expecting anything because it looked like shit. Yeah. Like, like in terms of like yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from what like you read the story, uh, like the synapse, and yeah. it's like what the yeah, <laughs> like what is this about? And then I watched it, and I was surprised by. Of course, it's kind of like a trashier yeah. idea. The whole idea is a little bit like it reminded yeah, a, me yeah. of Command and Conquer, where yeah. where they use the sun. <laughs> pretty uh, much, pretty much. Um, it's a bit over the top and what, but yeah, Framestore was in charge of the uh, entire space sequence, you know, with the big space station and uh, all that. And I mean, mostly because. They did a Gravity, and they had Oscar. They won Oscars uh, for it. I mean, which was well deserved. But then they managed to gather a lot of like space space sequences at the time for Jupiter ascending, for Guardian of the Galaxy, and for Geostorm. Uh, so I went as a senior modeler and uh, at the beginning of the of the project. And uh, at the time we were like I think just three modelers and, and the quantity of work was like huge. And the CG soup uh, at the time, uh, I mean, we, we basically started to build like an, uh, an interesting relationship. And I mean, it was French as well. So we had like a lot of exchange, like, you know, during the working hours, like talking about work. And um, quite rapidly, he went to see my head of department. I said like, look, I need a modeling lead on that show. Uh, because the modeling I've uh, uh, been promised is not free yet. Mm -hmm. So I think Nick could do a good job. So then I've been offered by uh, my head of the department, like, Nick, would you be happy to be the lead of, Geo of Geostorm? It's like, well, yeah, but, you know, it's first time for me. So you have to, you know, back up me a little bit on that and help me. What's, what's are the expectations? And, but yeah, I mean, I'm up for it. So then I started and I start, started to learn the process and then the team grows up to like hmm, 15, 16 people like at the peak. And that's how I started leading. And after that, I went uh, on Doctor Strange as a, as a in modeling, in modeler, then on um, Thor Ragnarok. And then I went to uh, ILM when, where I've been hired as a lead and I started on, on, on Aladdin as a modeling lead. And after, yeah, slightly more than a year, went back in France, here at Dwarf, and uh, started as a CG soup. Yeah, that was also part of my question, basically, um, if, if it was like a natural uh, progression, how you became lead, because sometimes it's kind of like a, like, we don't have anyone, like, we have to, you are now the lead, you know, um, because it sounds very natural. It sounds like, like uh, kind of you worked your way, and then they needed a lead, and someone pushed you up. In For me, it was just like really uh, an opportunity, like a window came. Like, are you are you interested in being a, in being a leader? I said, 
well, yeah, let's try. And after like few shows, I said, okay, let's see if I can climb the ladder slightly higher. And you know, sky is the limit. <laughs> so did you did you get like 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 mentoring support during during your? Yeah, war? I think that's the relationship I had with that guy. Uh, his name was Alexi, who basically gave me the opportunity or at least pushed mm -hmm. for that. Those two uh, first movie I did as a lead, uh, which was like Geosome and Doctor Strange, which were like fairly big project at Framestore, yeah. around like four four fifty shots mm -hmm. with like in heavy effects, uh, like a lot of stuff happening on screen. And uh, yeah, he helped me and we share experience and he helped me like in terms of like bidding, in terms of like managing people because end of the day, in the lead role, the technical problems are the, is the easiest part. Managing humans is way more difficult. So yeah, in that way, he was kind of mentoring me or giving me uh, ideas of, on how to manage people and how to make the team feel great and and yeah the reason i was asking about um also the mentorship is also a lot of times i see that that people like thrown into leader position and supervising position more as a necessity or like maybe also from from skill wise in terms of you're senior enough to like be better than anyone else so you can be lead and supervisor and that's why i kind of was asking about the the, the mentoring part because i think um, this also makes a lot of times the difference between a good lead, not only your personal drive and your personal goals. I think a lot of times it comes, breaks down to mentorship. A good mentor always or mostly creates a good lead. And if you don't have it, you have to fight much, much, much more to find your own balance to, uh, that was basically the idea why I was, um, yeah, asking. That, that's absolutely true. Like in my case, like, um, so it was an opportunity that came and I accepted it. And uh, so when I started, like the, the relationship I started building with that CG Sup, like uh, at the time, uh, so we, we talked a lot, like on the work itself, but also like I was asking questions on bidding things, bidding things the right way. Um, and also it helped me to find the right balance of uh, how to manage the team, because again, like solving solving technical issue is easy compared to like you know dealing with human problems, so that's the most difficult part uh, in a, in a leading role. So um, yeah, it it wasn't mentoring me, but I was like very often uh, referring to him like, yeah, how would you deal with that situation? Because like this guy is a bit like uh, I'm not sure that kind of vibe, you know. So it was it was giving me advices. I know what you mean. So basically, he didn't have a like a program or something, no, but no. he was he 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 take take the time for you yeah. and yeah. was kind of like accessible. And yeah. if you had a question or yeah. had a problem, uh, he could he could give you advice or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. exactly. In a way, this is kind of mentoring. Yeah, <laughs> like, but in an unofficial way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and it, it, it it was nice to uh, to to have someone that uh, we which basically went through the same step. I did it, which which uh, can share uh, his experience with me. Yeah. So I think before before we dive deeper, I would like uh, would be interested in in your definition because you now had both roles. Um, what's exactly the difference between a lead and supervisor? Like in terms of doesn't matter which position you are, modeling or, or yeah, writing yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, I would say. Or you can describe one and then. Uh, yeah, um, I would I would I would say. 
lead for me so you're still on the battlefield like you you're dealing with a, a small to medium group of people and you're still on the battlefield like outputting stuff as well uh soup you have to uh you know uh take a step back and have an even broader look and and uh, an even an even bigger uh, overview of of things and uh, and you're dealing with really more like uh workflows in general like resources bidding and uh and yeah that's the main difference i see like what does it does it involve like in in your daily process or in your management style when you compare say what's what's the lead doing like his whole like most of his day like a lead is basically from uh, your point of view yeah, yeah, yeah i mean for me a, a lead is really um helping his people like helping stuff like he could make some tools like doing small scripts or showing workflow um the, the thing for me when i was a lead like it's really not you being the, like in modeling for instance you could apply that to modeling because that was me at the time um yeah it's really not you the superstar anymore like um you're not the one which is going to output the most complicated or like most beautiful model of the show your role is to make things running smoothly help the other modeler to uh be on time uh deliver quality and uh and basically enjoying the ride so um that's your role so with that in mind you're spending time with them individually you're reviewing things you're helping them becoming better like better artists and uh, and also your role is to um, beat stuff very fairly uh to you know not whip them to blood and just please production you know you have to be fair on both level for the good of the show and the good of your team so but this is the lead now yeah. like you, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah but shouldn't, shouldn't the lead be the best one from all of them because you were kind of, you were just describing like being the lead uh, as not now you're not the superstar anymore no. you're not the the one who takes because in a way you're you're, you're the most experienced most yeah. of the time at least not always but generally or and you have mostly like channeled the most skills not particular from everyone single individual but in terms of broad and sometimes deepness not necessarily i mean obviously you need to have skills and because <laughs> be i mean practical thing there. i mean you you need to have skills because uh i mean at least the way i see it because you need to earn uh, respect from your team mm -hmm. and they won't respect you if you're like skillless or if you just or if you just, uh, <laughs> or if just uh, you know or if you're lame basically mm -hmm. so you need to earn that and you need to prove it by sharing you know new ideas new workflows or stuff that's going to save them time or improve the results with less time for example sure. so that's you need to earn it but uh, i mean it happened to me many times i had like more talented modeler in my team and that's absolutely fine it's just you need to acknowledge that to distribute the world the work sorry uh, accordingly look you're going to give the super complicated character to the anatomy specialist you know the the crazy guy yeah uh, of the muscle that you've got in your team and then you've you might have 
someone that is really good at doing mech, so you're going to give that guy the spaceship. So, but you don't have to uh, be the best modeler. I mean, if we again take modeling as an example, um, the best modeler in the world to be the best lead. Of course, like like you like there's always someone better. You know, like the. Uh, expression is always a, uh, an Asian kid who's better than you. Um, <laughs> so um, it's so true. <laughs> so yeah, it's just they're just not famous enough to get your job. Else yeah. they would probably get your job. Um, no, but um, what I basically mean is, um, like first the the whole idea of this of me being directly questioning that is just to to uh, like dig up and understand this because a lot of times there's a misconception I see at least a general misconception of of lead itself. And supervising, like generally, um, so I try to dig through like questioning. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I but I also see on the other side is that the lead a lot of times uh, ch uh, challenges the hardest questions. So and not and I, for example, the supervisor a lot of times does maybe the prototyping, but the lead a lot of times, for example, let's say modeling, uh, would generally take the most complex. Not always, but that's what I what I saw. Most complex models or the most important models, for example, if you say modeling, because they're kind of like there's like, for example, modeling, you have the vertices, correct. You know, because there's kind of a trust in in experience more than than skill level. That, I mean that that's for me is more like senior modeler. Like you give the super complex thing to the senior, mm -hmm. super senior. But for me, having a lead auto-tasking himself with the most complex character, let's say, I think it's wrong. Because if you're a good lead, surely you don't have the time to, to, mm -hmm. to output that because you have to spend your time in a reviewing session uh, with your team helping them. So literally, when I was a modeling lead, like I was spending, let's say, half, uh, an hour and a half, two hours maximum at my workstation, like, Outputting stuff. So, with that in mind, you clearly count outputs like the most complex assets of the show, and uh, and I think it's again, it's just my opinion, but I think it's not right to just like uh, take the 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 hero asset just for you, <laughs> because because if you're fair with yourself, you won't have time to output it uh, the right way. So just give that to the right person of your team. The super talented senior guy and help him like you know doing it the right way but uh, yeah as when you're in a management role you have to take you have to yeah, take a step back of like being the super artist like that's gone the joy is elsewhere it's like helping your team like becoming super talented artists and being proud of their work so basically what, what I meant also, like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I see the same thing. I have a little bit problem at the moment to distinguish supervising and, and leading roles since you, you kind of uh, broke it down to one or two hours a day as a lead already, since there is supervisor even less. But before that, um, basically um, what I meant is not that you the most skillful or um, maybe even the most trustworthy, but I think that's the reason why a lot of leads, or at least what I saw, um, like take the, the 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 pretty asset or the most important asset. It's less because they think they're they're the shit or they want to have the the most 
thing on their portfolio is a lot of times it's more like a mixture of also time balance because uh, as a lead you have the most understanding of the time frame and a lot of times it's like you don't want to pressure like your senior like especially with, with overtime or something like that and then i have to feel that a lot of times like the lead takes it over just not because of all this other so more like because he understands the the structure and understands the time frame and then he kind of like puts it on the shoulder and then loses time to manage yeah and again as i don't think that's right i mean it has happened to me like few times in my career like okay i'm the only one who can see clearly what's going on yeah i'm going to take it and put it on my shoulder but it was in some cases like an emergency or like uh. something in a rush, but I don't think that's globally the the right thing to do. And I think uh, as a lead, if you see w clearly what's need to be done, the way it should be done, and it's not the case uh, with your team, your sh your role is to share that knowledge with your team. Like, okay, I've got a clear idea of how we should approach this, how it should be done. I'm going to share it with you and trust me on this, but you guys are going to do the work and basically follow my lead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and this is how uh, you're going to add them becoming better because you've got the vision, but you need to share it because again, if you're doing your management uh, role, right you don't have time so i mean unless you're working during nights which is like not going to happen yeah. uh, but there is no way but i think this is a, a good point of how you can check yourself basically if if you kind of define your role like you defined it and you find yourself doing something else you maybe do it doing it wrong in a way like you know like basically if you for example sit more hours in uh, on the asset for example than in um discussing structure uh managing your team maybe something on your leadership style is uh not let's say productive you know it's it's not about being wrong or something like you can have different like like there is like a scale of how you lead but i think like if you find yourself managing less than than um than like doing work it's maybe not you're yeah. not in the right position or yeah. you, maybe you're more in the feeling of being a senior than really elite so what is exactly now the difference between the supervisor now compared to because i i, I feel like already we're one and a half hours of doing work yeah like potentially so 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 ju just for me to clarify what you mean by soup you mean like cg soup what i'm doing now or soup on the discipline is there a difference like in terms of in terms of like like different like how you spend your time like even as a CG so I mean you're a modeler and I see you doing modeling even as a CG supervisor because everyone has like a specific yeah even if I if I would do uh, soup I would be CG soup I would still be lighting rendering so I would have my eyes more on that yeah I'm doing a, I'm touching a bit the 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 modeling things because we are still in um, early production right now so we are still mm. in asset land and not yet in lighting so i'm trying to help ah, okay. uh, the modeling team like by prototyping but i'm doing most of the time prototypes yeah uh, just to show my point it's like uh, that's what do you think guys like uh, because i don't want to uh, step over uh, the actual like modeling soup uh, so because of my background i'm and i'm doing that like after the regular day like you know ah, okay like 
So let, let's start. Okay, and then first thing, let's say, let's say the specialized. Uh, what's the difference between the specialized lead and the specialized soup? From as, as, I think, yeah, uh, soup. You you you're working on like cross show because a lead in general is on one show. Mm -hmm. You're leading your discipline on a specific show. Soup. You're usually uh, souping multiple show. Like you're kind of. Ahead of department, but at show level, and uh, so you're you're yeah prototyping stuff at a very early stage, like defining the general uh, you know workflow rules, like this the way you're seeing uh, stuff based on the uh, you know the storyboard or the brief or wh whatever, and um, and you're then closer to the CG soup and to uh, the VFX soup, if any. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you are above. It's too abstract for me. Like, can you can you give give me like a, like what's exactly your daily like compared to if you say like your the lead is the one and a half hour like doing doing the the work, but the rest of the time is meetings, management. Stuff. What is the supervisor like, in, doing? In my it? case, because like right now I'm a CG soup, so I mean like like the top of the. Yeah. <laughs> very much. That sounds very arrogant. But yeah, I'm kind of the big boss. The pharaoh. <laughs> I'm joking. But um, yeah, I'm He's spending, not joking. I'm He's really joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spending most of my day um, in meetings, like a lot, um, with different... I mean, at the moment, uh, one of the biggest chunk of my job is like, making people talking to each other because as i said we are like very early in production so we've got many many issues to solve many many um solution to find off like or, or way of doing of to way of doing things so um when someone raised me uh, a problem like okay we've got that issue uh, so i'm talking with the coordinator like with production mm -hmm. uh, and then I'm setting up meetings. Okay, we need to have, as an example, like rigging and animation and uh, surfacing. I mean, randomly, they need to. We need to have them in the room and we need to um, talk to each other to find the best possible solution for that specific problem. And uh, once everyone is happy with a solution, we need to put that in place. So I need to talk to the devs or the TDs. Say, okay, so we come up with an ideas. Um, what do you think, guys? How we can like put that into the pipeline? Is it feasible? Like, and then if there is a feedback from the developers, we can do another one and adjust. So I'm trying to connect the dots. But what's the difference to being a coordinator? Because in, in a way, you you like like you said you said you you try to connect the department, which is basically also. Uh, like the higher level of coordinator basically also doing, it, isn't it? Like that's why I try I try to understand it because I, that's the problem a lot of times. What I've got in common with a coordinator is the uh, babysitting aspect. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's the, that's the big issue. Basically, one of the like before we can even dive into like. It's kind of the, the issue, I think, of also of um, this um, knowing what your role is because a lot of people don't understand what your role is. A lot of people, that's why why a lot of people drift off of being hands-on because they think there is like a coordinator or someone else who does the management job no, and the, I'm on just... The, 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 the coordinator is really on a specific department and uh, 
the job of a coordinator is to make sure like the team has everything they need to work, like the have feedback from myself, sure. from another department, and they've got the feedback from the client and and basically they've got everything they need to work and also to um check with them if they are on time to for delivering Okay, okay, okay. I, from, I, from a schedule point of view, you know? But yeah. not in the slightest from a technical aspect. I think I think what I saw you doing is kind of raising questions, which is like typically not a coordinator thing. Like they're normally more like organizing, mm -hmm. um, raising questions, for example, organizing, like for example, oh, we need to talk about that and da, 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 but they normally don't raise questions per se. Yeah. Uh, but I see you, for example, raising questions like, uh, did we, do we know what to do with the viewport in animation or la, yeah. la, la. Um, and of the other, other side, probably um, if quest questions are raised, like again, like the coordinator uh, can maybe coordinate a, like a meeting but uh, in terms of the supervisor kind of has to IA decide and maybe investigate the, the question, like how many vertices should be yeah, uh, in the scene like or whatever. What I'm uh, supposed to have is like, I'm supposed to have like a global overview of like where things should go. I mean, of course, with the help of the uh, devs and the TDs from a like super technical aspect of things, but I've got like a general vision mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm sharing it with like the other super uh, uh, of the department, and we agree on something. And um, and then I need to help them. I mean, the soups of each department to to be able to work as they should, as they want, and to make things go smoothly, being delivered on time. And uh, and if there is a specific issue, I need to find a solution for that, or. If I'm not finding it myself, I need to ask the find the right person, the person who knows, and I need to connect them together and 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 make them finding a solution. I don't know why, but it sounds also like a lonely place to be in because it sounds like you're in any department and in no department is at the same time. There's like because if you're like for example lead, you know like a specific area. These are my people these are the people like this is my specialty um i have to focus only on this so this is also like uh, the blessing always you have if you work work mm. on something it's basically this thing of like okay um you don't have to care about generally you don't have to think about the production that's not your that's not like not in a in the highest sense yes you have to if you get someone gets that gives you a deadline yes but your focus is basically to produce the best model your best the, yeah. as a lead or as a modeler yeah. for example um but your your focus is not like um think about any department that exists in this whole thing at least that's the best case but this is not your focus focus you know um and and if you're like in this cg supervisor you basically are everywhere um yeah but also nowhere at the same time yeah that, that's the tricky part of it because i'm doing catch-up and meeting with production and they are coming to me with like special needs like okay uh, we need in two weeks to deliver this amount of shots so they asked me if that's feasible. So if I'm saying like, yeah, I think that's absolutely doable, then it's my responsibility to make everything needed to make that happen. So to coordinate every effort, like to have all the assets ready, for example, uh, to have all the animation approved, like to gather every material to um, 
trigger every um, development that needs to happen to to have lighting and comp being able to output the shots. I think this is also like the issue of the whole thing. It is even hard to, and like even if we talk about it, it's still hard to really put the finger in it. And it will be also dependent on, on the company, what exactly your position is. Um, since we are kind of like uh, over jumped now the, the specific supervisor, we kind of jumped to the CG. If someone already has like the lead, already has the touch on, on, on every artist, like what exactly does the supervisor do then? I think the difference is pretty much the same. I can see now as a CG soup, like um, when you are lead, like you've got a team of artists that you need to take care of and also like, you know, drive. Mm -hmm. When you're a soup, you're pretty much never talking to the artists. You're talking directly to the leads. And so on when you're a CG soup, like your closest friend are the soups only if there is no soups. Yeah. But yeah, you are away from the ground and from the artist. In a way, that's sad, but like on big shows, they're like impossible. It's impossible. There's too, too many of them. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm just reading like a book. Uh, I think The Way of Possibilities, I think. I have to look it up. Um, and it's about um, there's like the man who described like possibility, create possibilities in life. And he is like a conductor for an orchestra and he's like changing basically like the orchestra every days basically yeah. weeks because he just have the small arrangement and then he, he go, moves on and he said like uh, i wanted to know my my um the people who were playing you know like the, the musicians but it's impossible like uh, there's like hundreds of, hundred of people yeah. uh, every week or every month um it's impossible to know them but it will of course help the general like uh interaction because yeah. if, if you know people they're more motivated to work for you i'm trying to improve that i mean i know some of the artists i mean because Uh, I saw them for a while, so I mean, I can remember their name, but I mean, it's potentially 20% of them, if I'm if I'm honest. So I'm a bit disconnected from the battlefield. Yeah. And but that's the price you pay when you're like talking to an higher end uh, aspect. Yeah. It also means like the the higher position, like if you start as an artist and go to the lead, go to the um, supervisor, specialized supervisor, and then CG supervisor, you basically also, on one hand, um, go away from the work. It's getting kind of complexer because it's kind of narrowed down to the most complex parts. Mm -hmm. Basically, you know, like you know, you for example, you have the most complex asset and even more complex asset, and then suddenly it kind of um breaks down to just the decision of like how many vertices will be in the scene you basically don't touch it anymore but in the, on, on the opposite side like kind of like pyramid you're on the top by the way um uh, it opens up uh, something else um and it means like um the communication for example the soft skills would become more and more important like with every step your soft skill because basically what you described like you you talk like most of the time or e write emails or yeah are in skype calls yeah i'm talking That much that sometimes my <laughs> mouse is getting sour. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm basically talking all day long, like because we are doing like yeah, calls with the clients, you know, via like Skype or something. Um, and meeting, I'm doing meeting a lot. And uh, I'm like, as I said, making people talk to each other to uh, solve things, to ask, to answer questions and to define like way of uh, doing things. So uh, yeah, and even 
when I'm doing a meeting uh, and I don't know the answer because it's just like, let's discuss that specific uh, question, you have to drive drive the meeting a little bit because otherwise you will end up with like people in a room just like, what, yeah. do, what do we do? Yeah, that's that's also like a question like um, like did you feel like you needed to step up your social game like when you started to become more supervised yeah. like l yeah. really really like learn how to open people yeah. how to um, I wouldn't say adjust yourself but adjust your communication so they kind of do what's needed to be done. You have to because when you are um, you're a CG soup, I mean, you're kind of uh, driving the vibe. Of the show, like let's say one day you're, I'm coming on the floor like very grumpy and very mood, very you know like in a bad mood, mm. like everyone was like, oh, okay, what's wrong? And and it will set the tone for the rest of the day. So I mean that that can't happen. So you have to be a bit like happy or you know like relaxed and say, hey man, how's it going? Like do a little joke. And even if you're tired or if you're like in a bad mood, you have to just let it go and just like yeah. Hey guys, how are things doing? And you know, like spread at least a little bit of happiness. Yeah, I was wondering. Like, I, I noticed that with you. That that was one of the reasons I was kind of um, uh, decided to, to 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 put more contact in in, in us too. Because I, I noticed like there is something. That's also the reason you're here, basically. Or <laughs> we're doing this because I noticed there is something um, where you put energy in the right places. You know, like put your energy in. Uh, communication in positive vibes and I was wondering like because you were for example I remember uh, you you sometimes even in your in your writing you're like hey what's up man and I was like very American for me like I mean it's not very French yeah, for example yeah. it's very yeah, I'm American. trying to be fun yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I was wondering also like um is like how how natural does that come from you for you or like in terms of natural in terms of maybe you learned that or you sometimes need to like decide for yourself hey this is this is part of my job so i cannot be like grumpy like how natural or how um much do you need to push yourself to to stay that course i don't i don't mean fake or something yeah, it's no, not about I mean, faking it's about it's no about, i mean um, i mean it, it can't be fake because it will be like noticeable like right away yeah so I, I, that's what i mean i, I didn't i didn't it didn't feel yeah, fake yeah if you know it was like how you get this energy but uh i don't know you have to take a step back and uh i mean The job is supposed to be, I mean, the job we are doing in that industry is supposed to have a bit of fun. I mean, we are not mining or anything. So, <laughs> you, you mean like, oh, like doctors saving lives <laughs> or something? No, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, the job can be hard for other reasons. Yeah. But, end of the day, we are doing entertainment. So, it's, it's cool and it's a job I've always wanted to do. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not here because I've got no choice, you know, like, So yeah, that itself is already like inspiring, mo motivating. Yeah. And even when, you know, you've got a tough day, like nothing is working, like people like are stressed and you have to keep up, you know, the good vibe, at least, at least a minimum, like even when you're like desperate, like, oh, sing us this. You 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 can cur you can curse here. That's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, really, yeah. <laughs> like 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 you you have to you know you have to see your team as like guys. Okay, pipeline is broken. Okay, beer is on me tonight. Come on, let's try to output something. Let's you know you have yeah. to keep the vibe because otherwise, I mean, there is no point. Yeah, I mean, uh, because. 
Yeah, sorry, sorry, because yeah, usually we are on long show. I mean, when I was working in like uh, in London, it's usually a movie that goes for a solid year, and even what I'm doing now is going to run for two years. So we have to be quite in a in a in a happy vibe. Otherwise, it's just like yeah, it's just this kind of description of like. Um... How was the description? It was basically uh, you should invest in your shoes and your mattress because you will spend two two thirds of your life in them, you know. And it's in a way, it's like it's like with your job <laughs> or your chair, you can also yeah. add to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because and the same thing is with your job. Like literally, you spend one third of your day, uh, a little bit more if you want. Um, depends on. Um, so like being like doing it, like just for the money yes of course in a way but it's just a perspective you know it's like i can be one of the cleaning i want to say cleaning lady um i want the cleaning guys here and still kind of enjoy because i do it for something that inspires me even if the job is maybe not the most inspired or the moment is maybe not the most maybe it's like a shitty day but in the end of the day it's like why i'm doing this you know and just doing it because of the passion, but the passion is kind of destructive. Uh, I'm not sure if that's that's the best course of action, but I see that a lot. Yeah, but at least even when you are shitty there, if you're like sharing a joke here and there, it's kind of like relieving the pressure a little bit because, yeah. Also for yourself, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and don't get me wrong, like being like that is not, it's, it doesn't mean like being a, a buffoon, you know, like just like. <laughs> like a clown. Yeah, no, no. But it's just like when you're going to see like a member of your team, like, hey man, like, how is it going? Like, I've got a little mission for you. You know, when you need to ask for something and, um, you know, like, you don't want to go to see that person. It's like, can you do this for me, please? Thank you. And just like run away. Like, there is no way that's going to happen and, and, and the vibe will just like becoming toxic very quickly. So at least my way of doing this is just like, hey man, how is it going? Like, how's your day? Okay, I've got a special mission for you. Uh, we need to, Prod asked me to ask you to do this, this, and this. What do you think? Is that feasible? Can I help you with um, this? Any, any, any part or is it all good? And uh, that's, I think that's how you extract the best of of the people, you know, it's just like A, asking nicely, B, offering your help, and uh, and C, if for some reason that's not possible, well, just, you know, don't blame the guy and, and see if the reason is like uh, valid and inform, you know, production or something and, you know, cover your team. The whole funny topic, it's like, it's not just for kicks. I, I think one of the reasons I was, I was, I was pushing on that is because from my experience, the most like funny or, uh, like relaxed, like supervisor or leads were also most of the time, the most capable, at least as the leads, I, I don't, I, I don't want to judge on their skills or something, but the most times it's kind of, if they don't take themselves too serious, they, a lot of times are more joking or more open and not like so grumpy, I would say. And that's why I think, I think it's really important because I think it's, it's part of the skill of communication is besides not taking yourself too serious, but 
it also ends up if you don't take yourself so serious in your position um, you become this kind of uh, motivator and kind of reflect of what what do i enjoy and it's like this the work per se like the the project is not my day like you know this might make my day per se the from from my point of view i always had these two things um the challenges of the day and the people um and so one of them is the people for example and if you if you have a shitty day and things don't go wrong uh, things go wrong and you feel already bad because of course the higher the position the more responsibilities on you so for example if things go wrong you feel it more because now it means you maybe for example i don't think about schedule um, as an as like a like a mid TD senior TD, I don't think about schedule. I don't I don't really in quotes. I wouldn't that mind because that's not on me. No one someone tells me a schedule, then I do that of course. But in general, it's like I do as best as I can. But um, for for you, for example, you have to think about delivery. Um, you have to think about other departments, like delivery, not like just the clients, just delivery for the next department. For example, if lighting is not finished for compositing, then it's like on you. And it's kind of like even if you can brush it off, it's kind of like creates a second like like failure for yourself feeling. And I think that's why why it's so double important to um, even then like. Um, don't take yourself too serious, make your position too serious, and then even flip it and and make make it enjoyable so people are not so stressed even more, you know, in, including yourself. And that's the thing. I I think I think that's that's what I what I what I don't don't understand sometimes. But again, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm definitely part of the problem sometimes. Um, is this not understanding that 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 you are there because of this two reasons for example at least from my point of view and um like being so involved in this project and in in the missteps sometimes of it does that you kind of lose like being happy or being like like fulfilled and you're like oh, damn it this is like stress 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 and i'm like like in the end i sometimes reflect on myself like why like you know like there's no reason um to push myself so hard like negatively or and then others of course like because like someone doesn't deliver or something like that and then i need to stop a, a lot of times and like oh man like, why do i create negativity in any way and i think as a lead and a supervisor it's your responsibility even that you're not just like okay and don't stress others like even motivate others and like even in the hardest times it's kind of like your uh, at least in a little bit your responsibility to, to keep them motivated because it's the only way how you can dig it out you know if you and the end of the day like if you're friendly with people and you're not you're trying to preserve them from being stressed or, you know, uh, because the time will come when you need a massive push. I mean, every production like has its crunch time, right? So if you've been basically an asshole with people all along, like when you actually need them, they will say like, uh, no. And, and on the other end, if you've been like nice and friendly and fair, and when the crunch time will come, people will follow you because if you go to them and say like, dude, we are, I mean, this, this is, the show is coming to an end. We need to deliver. So we need to work this weekend. We need to stay late, like whatever. Can I count on you? I mean, it's serious. I mean, most of the time they will say, yeah, man, I'm with you. 
And, uh, and for me, that's really crucial because there is no point of being a dick and pushy at the beginning or in the middle of, of a show because what end of the day, what you want is to deliver the show and you want to be able to count on the people when the crisis is there and even on the next show. So you want to establish like solid relationship and uh, you want to earn respect, you want to be trusted and it needs to go both ways. Like you need to trust the people you're, work, you're working with. So basically you need to build the relationship and I don't think you can build a long-term relationship uh, by being a dick. <laughs> yeah, but how how do you build it? Like because because yes, for example, okay, you're you're not putting people down. Okay, that's the thing. But how yeah. do you build it? Or what's what's your what's your like? Well, I think by communicating, by you know, just not relying on email and you know and instant messages by like personal going yeah going to see them, sitting with them, see what's their problem, trying to um, help them, offering your help or like. If you know, as an example, uh, another methodology to uh, save some time and make their life easier, just like share it. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what experience is there for, right? So uh, I think basically you need to give. I mean, if I need to simplify the thing, you need to give to people before receiving yourself. So you need to give your time, you need to give your energy. And uh, you need to listen to them and solve their problem and basically make their life easier. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I think this is how you establish a long-term relationship in at work, at least. I mean, in other aspects as well. But we are talking uh, in a working environment. And I think for me, that's worked the best. And for me, that's really the difference. I mean, with talk about it like in you know, other chit chats we can have like that's the difference being being a boss or being a leader like being a boss is just like whipping people to blood just to make things happening pretty much <laughs> hey it was different times when when we described the parmite uh, which you were yeah, on yeah, the yeah. top of it yeah that was the time when you have people whipping here and and uh, and for me being a leader is like okay really like going next to your people and helping them, helping them carrying the burden, you know? Mm. And I say, okay, let's go this way. Just like, follow me, you know? The, the metaphor would be like, you know, the William Wallace aspect of things. So you're on the battlefield, you are helping your people and they will follow you. We switch on the graphics here of your, <laughs> of you, of what you described before <laughs> with the boss and the leader. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 I'll find the graphic. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Like, if you're friendly and kind, and on the other hand, you're fair as well, because when people fucking things up, you need to tell them like, "Man, this is not cool." Mm. Like, you you fuck this up, so let's fix that. I can help you. You know, as because I think it's also helping people to let them know, like, man, to grow basically also mm? helping them to grow yeah of course like without being a dick <laughs> no, no be, being fair to them like okay like this was the wrong move or the wrong choice 
okay, shit happens. Okay, let's fix it. I can help you fixing it. And uh, let's work this together. And most of the case, I mean, you will always have a specific case when it's absolutely not working because you're working with an idiot or an asshole. But if you exclude that, you know, shitty things can happen. But if you're there to like flag that, flag that to them in a fair way, Mm-hmm. And add them like learning from that failure and then growing. That's exactly what you said. Like you add them growing, and um, that will benefit in the next show or in the next asset or in the next sequence or you know. And uh, I think as a manager, uh, that's the goal is to help people growing and one day maybe becoming a manager themselves. I think one of the things I kind of do now in last times, uh, since I'm also growing in my like positioning, especially like for example as a as a TD, you are always a little bit in the more interactive roles between all. It's kind of like in in terms of how you jump between departments, it has this supervising feeling a little bit. Like you decide a lot of high uh, steps, even if you're not maybe the lead, but you have a lot of this responsibility and you jump between every department. Basically, every department is also relying. They kind of ask you what to do. Like, you know, they have this issue or they want a tool. Um, And for example, one of the things I do at the moment, and I I kind of liked it, and I think it's... um, at least my advice and I will continue that and you can uh, stretch it out in general is is um, being more transparent as I can so for example what I what I like to do is um, writing an email like like at least every month like a newsletter you can say which I which was basically uh, I I did it a lot of times because there was something like it's missing so I I took like okay I I like to uh, I know also that means also don't write boring emails or boring messages it should be a something what you basically described that could help people like for example um, there's something new development you should know about um, but maybe it's like no one really wrote an email about that which should know maybe some tips like you know I sometimes like found like something on Maya I wasn't sure if everyone is aware of that so I wrote like a paragraph about that and um yeah some like basic development and i know just kind of at least from my feeling i don't know like i didn't have any much feedback a little bit maybe um that it kind of like people feel there's something going on and they connect that also a little bit to you and it's like okay cool there's someone who cares yeah i mean on a daily basis i mean it's, it's funny you say that because i had similar conversation with like uh, the coordinator lately and other soups here uh, because I'm a bit old-fashioned in a way that um, when I need to communicate with people I'm using mostly emails I'm not a big fan of using shotgun notes I mean we're going into <laughs> super specific here yeah. but you know using like shotgun notes or tickets or I mean I'm usually like writing emails to the people I want to talk with some maybe other in CC and then I'm most of the time doubling up by like going to see the person like an hour later or something like, hey man, did you see my email? All good. And for me, I think that's super important because if you just rely on like receiving tickets and notes and on a shotgun page without any human interaction, I mean, I'm not a big fan of uh, of shotgun to be fair because I mean, it, it's a cool piece of software, but it's also too vast and- um, Too complex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there is, I think too many things yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's why I'm relying on emails. Like, let's say I need to communicate with you. Like, as an example, let's say I'm a modeler. I've just like 
publish a new model, so you're a rigger. So I'm going to like write you an email. Like, hey, Alex, I know you're in charge of that character, so I've just updated the model. I'm going to CC my coordinator, and I'm going to send the email. And in an hour or two, but you know when I'm going to, you know, see another person, I'm going also to step by at your desk. Like, hey, Alex, like, have you seen my email? I, I've just like. Um, yeah. uh, update the model is it all good and uh, so that, that's what I was doing when I was a modeler when I was a lead and as, that's what I'm still doing as a soup so of course I'm not publishing model anymore mm -hmm. I mean most of the time <laughs> shouldn't be, should be. I, I, heard, I heard there is no one no one should do that when he's in a supervising <laughs> role <laughs> but but okay, like if I need to interact with someone I'm also doubling up by go, going live mm -hmm. I think for me that's super crucial to keep that connection. Otherwise, like the the job is becoming like super cold, and we are not far from the, you know, factory. Like everyone on Skype, basically. Yeah. So, and and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm old fashioned on that. I'm, I mean, I, I want to keep like popping at your desk, like sharing a quick joke. And it's like, hey man, how is it going? Like, by the way, have you seen my email? Like, is it all good in your land? Cool. See you at lunch or something. Yeah, I mean that's true. If you do a published note, there is no joke involved. Yeah, it's like it's like this one is published. I I wouldn't agree on the on the publish emails. I think that's that's uh, I absolutely kind of hate emails in general. I mean I'm I'm absolute. I think I'm, I feel sometimes I'm the one who gets the least emails. I don't know how I manage manage it like in life and in work. Um, it's weird, but I kind of, but it does no a little <laughs> bit, but also, I also like uh, when I start basically in every company, I bit one of the things I do, um, is always train, um, train the artist, mm -hmm. like for example, uh, in communication. And it's not always like I, I have like a program or something, but it's basically, I sit down and it's like, guys, for example, um, I, I did like, um, guys, there's like free communication. Uh, it's kind of like Skype or whatever, uh, email and there's tickets. And every of the end of this free has a specific uh, way of communication. So, for example, you can ask questions or write your jokes or whatever in in, in Skype. Um, you write an, just announcements in emails like, hey, guys, there's a tip, there's a problem. And you write problems or features in tickets because else you get like swept by by things. And the same thing, of course, for publishers. If you start to get emails by, for for every publish, like you get crazy. So yeah. in a way, this no. is like where, where shotgun, even with, I agree, like it's complete, completely over, uh, over feature. It's like feature creep, uh, in, 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 in software product. Um, but, um, I think in a way it's, it's, uh, it's still helpful, but absolutely. I feel, I feel sometimes the over email, um, like relying too much on email, relying communication base based on email, which I sometimes have the feeling like. I'm not sure it's me, but I, so I a lot of times I don't understand the emails. Either I'm not part of the discussion, like, like basically I'm, I'm, I'm starting in season four somewhere. Previously. <laughs> yeah. And I missed like the previously on, on, on uh, The Walking Dead or something. Yeah. Um, which is a terrible show. <laughs> oh, come on, I love that show. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Um, that was a sidetrack. Um, no, but it's li literally like a lot of times I had this, this, this group discussions. I literally like either I, I, I miss like the first par part of this, of this emails and I'm, I'm sometimes don't, um, or I'm just like, just 
fall on my head. But because I'm sitting there, it's like, I don't understand this email. And I, I was like, oh, wow, like uh, a short one-on-one or a quick, uh, like, like spontaneous meeting would probably solve it much faster at least at least uh, delete all the communication issues and i think this is like also one of the responsibilities to come back to the to the whole topic of uh leading and um it's like basically what you what you already described in the beginning it's kind of like bringing people together uh, and it doesn't mean like bringing people together in the email form or or as a, as a shotgun note like cc'ing everyone in this note so everyone knows that this thing yeah. is broken yeah, yeah. um it's kind of more like bringing people together in a not not just personal way to having you physically in the same room but also mentally feeling um responsible to f to think because again like if you get an email sometimes you can't ignore it like you know literally you see an email it's like yeah. it's not personally for me it's also not my specific area maybe i just swipe through it and whatever and and, and also like in um, a written form like emails or tickets i mean sometimes you can have like misunderstanding because you don't have the tone of it you could you i mean you know, yeah. someone can go like sarcastic and it will be like taken very badly or something like that and so I think you absolutely nailed it. Like it's quicker and uh, more efficient to have like people in the room. So yeah, as a CG, as a CG soup, I have to say I'm using meetings a lot, and I'm constantly asking uh, the coordinator like, yeah, can you put something in the calendar? Let's do a quick touch base on that subject or that subject. And and yeah, if you look at my um, weekly calendar, it's like pretty much full of meeting, but. I think that's um, still the most efficient and also the most uh, humanized form of, you know, progressing. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. basically, yeah. like the two things, like uh, like what I described in the beginning, like the problem solving, the, the task you have and the human connection. And if you have this two, the same, like yeah. basically in the same room, yeah. like, you know, you sit there, you have an issue, which is, which can be like, generally every issue is a, is a, like has to be solved, like more or less. So it's it's like a challenge, mm -hmm. which is the positive thing. And the other thing, you you solve it with other people who are mostly very competent and want to solve the same thing. And if you can create this atmosphere, I think this is like the perfect day, basically. At least yeah. that's from from my. Yeah. The, the perfect day doesn't mean you have to be the most productive. It's sometimes like in terms of producing. No. Yeah. Uh, the totally. perfect day can be absolute for me. I I felt like I was challenged. I mm -hmm. solved the challenge with other people yeah. and everyone added to and you learn something from it and you everyone added like co contributional to this to, to solving problem everything i couldn't yeah. do someone else added and was kind of like in the in best harmony we could do and i think this is like always important what i found i can't agree more <laughs> what i found on um uh, uh, while i was search researching the topic because i'm i'm, I'm very prepared here <laughs> um um is um like the definitions of a good leader uh, from google Mm -hmm. There's like ten points, and I wanted to go with you on first because it's good to to hear them at all. But also, like maybe you can say something to add what you think sure. about it. So the ten points of uh, what Google defines as a good leader. Um, so I have just uh, like the the top title. So, but if you if you need to understand more, uh, I can read the rest. Uh, so the first one is is um, like a good leader is a good coach. Yeah, I mean it does make sense. But I, what do you mean? Like, what would you mean? Like, good coach, and in terms of what? What's your? It's like your. What's his coaching? I think. I think. I think. As as a coach, like you're supposed to know, 
the people you're working with, or at least uh, the, the 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 closest people you're working with, you need to know them well, and you, you know how to drive them, or you know to make them go where you need them to be, but in the with their own like specificity. So that's what I'm calling like to drive them. Yeah. Uh, and also to, as we said, like before, to help them growing in the same time. It's it's basically in the moment. I just noticed this kind of a test now becoming because, um, like, I give you the point, and then the, under the, it's the definition, and then I I, I compare what you say. With yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's by the way, it was absolutely true because uh, like well, at least what the definition says here. Uh, rather, they use uh, these problems as teaching moments. And I think this is basically what you describe. Yeah. You you give them like the opportunity to grow with the issue and not take it over or yeah. uh, like like that's just like a problem. Yeah. You're not just like using them as a be good enough kind yeah. of like yeah. situation. Um, empower empower team and does not micromanage. It sounds for me very similar. I have to say. Um, yeah, I mean that's a bit redundant, but that's yeah. Third, yeah. Uh, third point: uh, creates an inclusive team environment, showing concern for success and well-being. I think it's more. Um, <laughs> it, um, it's more. Yeah. It's more of their inner things. Mm. It's, I think it's less about like the same. It's not the same thing. I would. I think it's. I, I will take the well-being part, like which like circle back to what we were saying earlier, like you know, friendly, cr creating like a friendly environment. Mm -hmm. And uh, being fair with people, you know, like um, let them know when you're like when they did good and like it's like yeah, yeah, awesome job, man. Thank you for your help. And also on the other hand, like um, let them know when they did something wrong and help them like fixing it. So that, that's how you're creating a vibe of well-being. Yeah, I mean, in a way, um, I think it's it goes a little bit deeper here. Um, mm -hmm. I, I read a paragraph from Google. In a team with high psychological safety, teammates feel safe to take risk around their team members. They feel confident that no one in, on the team will emb embarrass or punish anyone else for admitting a mistake, asking a question, or offering a new idea. And I think um, it's it's a little bit deeper than what you described because the thing is, like, psychological safety is something... I have to say is definitely rare <laughs> to be, to be really honest, like to be, to, if you, if you see like psychological safety means like basically also in a way of like, you feel like at home, like in a way, like at home, like if you, if you see something, you tell something because you're trusted, no one will say like, like, oh, like you're an idiot. You ask too many questions. I mean, I mean, yeah, as a, as a manager, I mean, you need to be ready for people asking as many questions as they think they need to. Um, and of course, you need to be open to new ideas, new um, workflows, new everything. You need to be absolutely be open to that. Otherwise, like, there's no point. But I have to say, like this is, a, for me, one of the most concerning uh, situations I have generally, uh, like the psychological safety, even if like, I'm not someone who needs protection or something. I'm, I'm not someone who is like afraid or who cannot speak up. Like, I mean, listen to me. <laughs> I, I just want to do this kind of stuff sometimes. Um, <laughs> no, but, um, but even I feel like, uh, like through, through time, mm -hmm. like I can speak up in, in the beginning very often. Uh, and if I see something, 
maybe I said I need sometimes balance that out, and and uh, especially in the beginning, I noticed I need to be more. I'm I'm always like a lot of times I'm just starting because I kind of have this gr this ground trust, like you know, like I don't have to build relationship because I kind of we are professionals. So I notice I need to build this trust in the beginning more than I than I do, but like the safety also kind of where I feel like after a while asking questions because I, I literally don't understand. And I, I, I kind of build the way that I'm, if I don't understand, I ask questions until I do, even if it's sometimes not hundred percent my work, but like kind of touches what I do, you know, like what is the general naming of a folder structure? You know, like I know maybe how I should name this folder, but I, my question is regarding like, what if I if I create folders in the future? Like it's a very simple question, uh, problem, but it, like a lot of these small things create this this general issues. And then um, you ask that, and very fast people show you it's not appreciated. Uh, they show you that like you're dumb or they're annoyed. Uh, and most of the time, I, I I notice that it's not as like I, again, it has nothing to do personally with me. Um, it's most of the time uh, unsecurity. It's most of the time something they don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, but they, they give you the feeling of you're wrong, like why you're so dumb. I literally had a situation where I was asking the question because like someone asked me something uh, like workflow wise. I was like asking the question uh, and they explained it in a, in, a, in a group. And I was like, I don't understand. And I was thinking, my, my thinking was like, if I were to explain the other person, like step by step what to do, I couldn't. And so I asked again. And I was like, and I failed already, but the second time was like, the, re the rest of the room was like, yeah, well, like whatever. And I asked again, and I was like, da, da, da. It's like, okay, can you break it down step by step? And then we like, I definitely noticed and the person who explained it noticed that it was not clear still. And I, I know that no one in the room understood the process. They just kind of were afraid or didn't care enough about asking. And then, and this is like where, where uh, for me, this is a very, very, very important point of um, like without like if we if we put the points of um, being positive and stuff like that, it's also being uh, accessible um, uh, in a way that someone if he has a problem that he comes to you, and even if it's sometimes a stupid problem, sometimes I have also stupid questions, and like if I had like ten minutes put into that I probably had would have known uh, or if I pay more attention I put up but like I think until a specific limit it should be kind of like the safety uh, guaranteed for everyone yeah no I mean I, f I fully agree and I mean first of all this is when we circle back to the beginning of that conversation this is where your skill and your experience that you have are made for like you don't fear any question because you've got a solid enough background and experience. So you, I'm not saying you're bulletproof, but at least you're prepared for a lot of situations. And also in parallel to that, if something comes and you have no clue, you need to be honest with it. It's like, that's a very fair question, man. And I have got actually no idea, but you know what? I'm going to like, investigate and I'm going to find a solution, but you have to be honest because I mean, otherwise, unless you are a very good actor, it will be like visible if you're trying to, you know, yeah. like, well, you know, and um, yeah, and it will look lame. So I think, lame. <laughs> <laughs> as, 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 and to be fair, I think being, if, if you really don't know, or if 
I don't know, someone in your team is raising a problem that you didn't even, even think of it. And if you admit, oh, actually, that's a fair point. I didn't think about it. Um, yeah, let's find a solution. But I I'll come back to you because I right now I don't have any. It will, I think, it will help you being closer to uh, your people because you're just a human after all. I mean, you can't know everything. Yeah. So admitting it is just, uh, for me, being closer to... Uh, in a way, it's also kind of people. what you described in the beginning. You spend time now for them. Like it basically mm -hmm. comes yeah. back to the yeah. to the investment because uh, instead of like brushing it off or trying to like with high, like this is what I call it high level talk. It's kind of like we have to work harder. Um, this is not a problem or yeah. whatever. Kind of you, you, you talk, yeah. but there's no solution. But literally, if you do that, what you described and say, I don't have an idea now. I will find it out. You're literally investing in this person and he feel appreciated because you literally uh, take time. And one of the most, or the, the biggest resource someone can give to anyone is time. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that's, that's also the appreciation then that comes without, and plus um, knowing that someone can admit if he doesn't know yeah. or if he's wrong, maybe. And I don't, I don't think there is any uh, question that should be a, an embarrassment. I mean, in a working environment yeah. still. Uh, Sometimes I think they can, <laughs> but it's but not. But then it's it's funny, just yeah. funny, you know. Yeah, so but it's not an embarrassment if we are talking say. like uh, from a technical part of view, yeah, like yeah, someone's like, "Hey man, like, have you think about that potential problem?" It's like, hmm, and you shouldn't feel embarrassed even if you didn't see it before. Yeah. So uh, and also as you said, like, if you tell that person, that's a valid point. I'm going to take a closer look into it you're also valuing that people input. So, uh, I mean, at least that's how I deal with that kind of situation. But I don't think there is, there is no point pretend, pretending like, ah, no, 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 no. But I think also, this is also one of, of the easiest way how to find um, good people mm -hmm. is, is just to look at, at their response to problems. You can feel they're, they're not, uh, not capable to understand or to solve and like basically the moment you 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 see someone um like telling that he doesn't know or in and especially he will investigate like both like because i also saw people uh, uh, agreeing that they don't know but they kind of like ignoring ignore like kind of, i don't know and it was like and you you felt there will be no after you know, um, this is also for me definitely incompetence. If someone someone starts this kind of way, okay, that's great that you that you uh, say that you that you don't know. Good, good for you. Good step forward. But then there's nothing like afterwards coming. Um, but now I, I one of the of the I think the, the if I if I look into people, this is definitely one of the things I I I see like who is competent uh, in their job, especially in the, in the higher lead positions. Basically, they admit mistakes or they admit not knowing, which will happen like automatically. If you have like multiple meetings, Absolutely. there will be a situation where like, I like I never tried, tested this out. Um, and they will follow it up with something that is uh, productive. Like, you know, like writing a really good email afterwards or having a meeting later or personally come over and you feel like, okay, he understands it now. And he put effort in time to bring it to a conclusion. And I think if you see this too, admitting and solving, this for me is instantly. This is probably a good, like a good lead, a good supervisor, um, because this trades needs. You have to back down from your 
pyro high, high position your pyramid mm -hmm. and um and also be able to um like see the project still as a, as your responsibility but also responsibility of because in a way it's also an emotional responsibility because if you come back to specific this person who asked the question not just like oh, i solved the problem and i it also kind of like shows that you have the management skills of mm -hmm. of seeing that it's important for this person also not just for the whole project just him personally i think you can if you balance this many it's many like you have to say it's it's getting natural after a while but it's many things you have to balance but if you do that i think that's already if i see that it's for me like wow this is already a sign someone knows what he's doing and i like to be following him yeah yeah i mean and again end of the day that's as a manager that's all you want like people following you and you know trusting you so the next point is, um, is productive and result-oriented? I sometimes have to, the feeling that this point is <laughs> a little bit weird, but let's let's go with that. As Is productive, point number four, is productive and result-oriented? It's kind of like a yeah, given. By, yeah, by nature, I mean, it's, yeah. you have to be, um, you have, I mean, you have to like solving problems, like, as you said, like every problem is a mini challenge that you need to solve and you know take that done yeah yeah it's like emotional intelligence uh to motivate the people and help them space it okay i i feel a petition here um <laughs> so point point five is a good communicator listens and shares information we agree on that yeah, yeah i think that was the one, of the, so one of the first points but also like i think here is like specifically praise um early and often like and I think this is like I, I would I would push that a, a little bit because I think this is like also underappreciated sometimes. Uh, it's kind of like even for small. I, I had this the weird situation when I was working in London at Framestore. Um, I, I like everyone had this this American way of 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 speaking. Like wow, this is fantastic. This is awesome. For me as a German, it was super weird because like you literally it's, it's, it's a bit too much. Yeah, it's 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 unusual, you know. And in a way, I kind of appreciate it because it's kind of very motivational, but sometimes. Sometimes it can be a little bit too much and too um, disguising of, of situations. Yeah, you've got a bit of that vibe, like uh, everything is awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then you sometimes don't know when it's when it's not. And for me, in the beginning, like the first, I need literally, I needed two days to adjust to that. They were looking over my shoulder and saying like, "Ah, oh, th this is awesome," and I'm like turning around like, "No, it's not." Like I didn't say that. <laughs> I never said that. But in my, my my mind was like I was like just okay. My my outer was like thank you, and my inner was like no, it's not. Um, but not because because I was like like uh, like negative. It's most like I know what it is. You know, I know it was a test or something like that. And um, I kind of liked it, so I I, I tried to adapt it a little bit because in a way being positive mm -hmm. and praising um, is definitely something, especially if you in a given way, especially like you just. A little bit more given and it just shouldn't be over so it's getting unbelievable yeah. um but i think in a way it's 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 something that's a little bit missing yeah. uh, maybe maybe in in the areas i was working yeah you have to find the right balance between like being over the top like ah everything is like awesome uh, like even when it's not great guys yeah good job yeah uh, amazing like you know no, you you have to balance that a little bit because like if you keep saying it, it's awesome like when I mean, no one will uh, hear it anymore when it's really is awesome. Yeah. So uh, no, you need to Let's get used up. Yeah, yeah. But again, I think it's fair. I think this is one of the of the things like building building trust and stuff is also like um, 
creating atmosphere where where people know that you can praise that you can have this positivity. I think this is very I think this is an important point. So, um this one is interesting. Point 6 supports career development and discusses performance. I think this is also very underachieved because also like there's from my feeling like there's uh I don't care. <laughs> situation in a lot of leads a supervisor in terms of this kind of things yes of course they care production wise but less of like career Individual development and development, discusses yeah. performance yep. performance are mostly for me performance i really i think i never discussed once maybe discuss performance per se but um it's mostly connected to uh like i don't know it's like company company politics mm -hmm. um it's really connected to Personal, I, I what I did is well, like I ask sometimes with the with the, with the developer I uh, with a lead or supervisor I trust last last company for example I asked them what he thought of working with me. Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of like personal. Uh, he also asked me that he he also originally came from DNEC, um, and he had all these kind of standards. He, he and he's like I would like to talk with you just to give you feedback on on you. And I was like wow this is amazing I like that I think this is something. Uh, helping you grow in a yeah. way. And that's what they do like in big companies like they, they do either like annual review based on the last year performance or uh, end of the show review. And uh, yeah, I think as a lead or a soup that giving feedback to your team, I mean, it's um, connecting to what we said previously, like help them growing and potentially becoming themselves a lead or a soup uh, you know, after. So, uh, yeah, I think give fair feedback when they succeed and or when they failed or, you know, there, there is that thing uh, uh, in the UK, which was like um, uh, start, stop and continue. So I think that that's a good template of like, thing you should start doing, the thing you should stop doing and the thing you should continue doing. And uh, yeah, if you can be fair with that, I think that's, uh, I think it could be appreciated from your team.